Let's do a clap. Wait for the. All right, go for it. Good. It was. Uh, it was more of a thud. More of a thud than a than a clap. clap. But I don't want more than one clap. That's it. That made it confusing. I did it. <laughs> I was editing. You can imagine. I'm like, which one? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. This is episode 13, bro. Dude. There's another clap. <laughs> We're going to do that. Shots fired. Welcome to episode 13 of Pod Heaven, everybody. We love you. Got my man Eric on the ones and twos. Shout out. So all the audio problems you can blame on Eric. If this episode sucks, blame it on Eric. Exactly. (laughs) More claps. Ah, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time. For pod heaven. We're here. We are here. Here we go again. Once again. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. To Devin, happy Monday. To To everyone else in the entire world. (laughs) What's going on, bro? So, bro, I was listening to a little bit of Joe Rogan. and uh, We're not supposed to talk about other podcasts on this podcast. I think it's becoming kind of cool to give a shout out. You got a shout out. No, dude. Pod pod Heaven is... is, I'm just kidding. It's its its own thing, and we are very much like focused around ourselves, and we don't want to help anyone else. I think episode one, we said we were going to be better than Joe Rogan. Yeah, we are. So if we say Joe Rogan enough, we'll mess with the algorithms. And then yeah, people I who ser- searching for Joe Rogan will... F- Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. I'm going to make people a People who bite. search for <laughs> Joe Rogan. Well, <laughs> Joe Rogan. You got to say it in a, in a couple of different voices too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Anyways, I was listening to a uh, Joe Rogan podcast and he had Ronnie Coleman on there. Yeah. You know who that guy is? Yeah. I listened to a little bit of that mm-hmm. when I saw you put that in the notes for this week. For everybody who doesn't know who Ronnie Coleman is, he was like one of the first mass monsters of bodybuilding. Just yeah, he was like one of the pioneers of powerlifting, kind of, huh? Well, he did powerlifting before. Um, I think Eric, can you Google when powerlifting was founded? Um, but powerlifting has been around forever. But he was a powerlifter. He's going to be a football player. Yeah, and then he couldn't be a football player, so he went to be a powerlifter. Yeah. So yeah, it's been around since 1896, 18, 1891. That's the World Games. World Games. Yeah, and weightlifting is official sport in the Olympics since 1896. Okay, yeah. So it's been around for a freaking long time. 120 years. A little more. Yeah. In ancient Greece, apparently. In China. In China. They're probably throwing balls around in China. Angry. Got it. Yeah. Anyways, so it's been... It's been around for a long time, you know. So he's a power lifter at first. 
And uh, he's going to be a football, I think he's going to be a football player. Couldn't be a football player, so he went to be a powerlifter. Couldn't be a powerlifter, so he went to be a cop. Yeah. And then to get a free membership <laughs> at the gym, he competed in all the bodybuilding competitions. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the only reason he was doing the bodybuilding. But after I a while. I saying that on the show. Yeah. He, he was just, like, the only reason I got into powerlifting, or, or, or the only reason I started competing yep. was so I could get a free membership at the gym. <laughs> and he didn't care. But, and then he would just, he had amazing genetics. And he says over and over and over again, which is true. He's also on a bunch of gear, obviously. Um, I mean, you can't be a bodybuilder without being on a bunch of gear. But, um, dude, that's just like the attitude of somebody who just completely loves what they do. Yeah. And they don't do it for the money. They don't do it for the fame. They don't do it for any of that. They do it because they enjoy it. And it's taught them to be who they are. Right. And... They just enjoy it. And, you know, the competing and stuff, it's all just, just, he was like, well, I'm, I'm bigger than all these dudes in the gym. So I might as well put my shit on display yep. and get a free membership here. Yeah. Like he's not even training for the shows. He's training for himself. Yeah. And to be a, uh, uh, he's, he's competing because they're going to give him a free membership because he competes, but that's crazy. So yeah, it was pretty insane. And, um, but yeah, he was on there and this, but it was interesting the way that he trained too, because most bodybuilders, they kind of do the, the fluff and pump type exercises. So they go really low weight, but just go ridiculous amounts of reps, like 25 reps. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, but he did it the opposite coming from a powerlifting background. He went super heavy. So that right? builds denser muscle, right? Uh, that there's not really any research to support the muscle actually gets denser, but it gives you a different look, which is more dense. Yes. So it looks, it appears more dense. Yes. Yes. Um, cause like that's what a lot of people would do when they would do the kind of fluff and pump type exercise. You're jacked and you're ripped for like 30 minutes. Yeah. But once you leave the gym, you deflate Yeah. and you're pretty much back to where you were before. But if you do like heavy powerlifting type exercises, it tends to give you that bigger, like more solid, dense look. Yeah. All the time. Right. Yeah. So that's what a lot of people are doing. They're chasing this pump. But if you just lift heavy as opposed to doing this fluff and pump stuff, then yeah. Um, yeah, but, dude, I've seen guys who have been doing the fluff and pump type workouts for a long time. Yeah. And it's just sad because they're they're just like kind of saggy, you know? I know right? Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's it's hard to it's hard to pump that same muscle up twenty times after you haven't done anything to build it, you know? Yeah, and they have to just constantly be at the gym because that's when they have the physique physique that they want. Yeah, but. Once they Keep leave the their dumbbells under their desk. Yeah, exactly. Just, okay, let me rep out a few sets. <laughs> Before they go to lunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, so this Ronnie Coleman dude, he was, um, he... He's an inspiration. Yeah, he was crazy, man. Um, but the, the reason I wanted to bring that up is because, I don't know if you got this far into the podcast, but he started talking about all his injuries that he has. And he like herniated... I think like every single disc in his spine. Damn. And um, he's, yeah, so basically he was showing some of the, the imaging that he got done to Joe Rogan and he's basically got in a cage of bolts and just metal and screws all around his spine. 
Wow. So he's got no rotation. He's got no flexion. He's got no extension. He's oh got my nothing. God. Yeah. Like to this day, he can't. Yeah, he's going to walk with crutches, crutches oh, because shit. the screws are now like pinching up against his nerves and his leg or in his spine because there's that nerve that comes out of your spine and goes down into your legs. Your sciatic nerve? Yes, that one. And um, <clears throat> they, he's got a, uh, a screw pushing on that. Damn. And now he can't walk for more than a couple feet without unassisted with because then his he starts losing feeling in his legs and stuff and he's in bad shape but he's got such a good attitude about it he's like yeah joe rogan's like oh i could hook you up with this guy like how do you how do you live with that he's like oh well you just kind of get used to it (laughs) that's what he kept saying over and over again is like you kind of get used to it you kind of get used to it man Uh, (laughs) yeah he seemed like a really laid-back guy yeah he really was man he really was but uh makes you wonder like where all that aggression comes from in the gym because he's able to just like, oh, be so yeah. level-headed. He's so, so sweet. He's like just such yeah. a sweet guy. Like just a real soft voice. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard he's to just got to drive, bro. He's got to drive. And he says that drive is what's pushing him to be. He just wanted to be bigger and stronger than everybody else in the gym. <laughs> he just want to be the best. Right. But he wouldn't like push it on you. He wouldn't be putting like, like trying to show that he's better than you. He would just be, you know, that's where the, he was, I think he was the guy that. He uh, would just know. Yeah, he would in just know heart, inside. <laughs> he's better than you. He wouldn't have to say anything about it. That's I where the, that. Yeah. <laughs> when that's all you need. Right? Like you don't need reassurance from anybody else. You, you know, you're self-aware, dude. You gotta be self-aware, man. He just says, I got two things. I'm the biggest, baddest dude in the gym and I got my free membership. That's all I care about. <laughs> That's funny. You know, that's great. That's great. So, um, but yeah, a lot of people think that that's the way that you have to train in the gym. Yeah. To, like, that's the reason you go to the gym is to train like that, go to failure, do all these things. It's not really, that was the main thing that I kind of wanted to come out of this was like, he's got, just realize that that's not the way that you have to train. If you, if you think, I just want to kind of throw that out there and make sure that everybody knows Right, that this isn't the way that you need to train. Yeah, you don't have to constantly be chasing the pump and doing this all this bodybuilding type stuff mm-hmm. to try to. That's not what working out is. No, dude. You I, know, I know. Me and Joel go to the gym and just tear shit up. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's because we we've been working out together for a long time, and so we can go and do that. Um, and a lot of people, I invite them to come work out with me. Yeah, and Joel. And they're like, no way. I've seen what you guys do. Like, cause we talk about it yep. in videos on Facebook and stuff. And they're like, no, you guys are talking about bench pressing this much weight and doing this much and doing this and that. I'm like, yeah, that's cause we've been doing it for years. Yeah. And that's you what know? you want to do. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. If that's what you want to do, by all means, go for it. Yeah. Just realize. But I think you're saying you don't have to feel like you have to do that because. Right. You know, a lot of people, that's the reason they don't go to the gym. Yeah. They think they have to go super, exactly. super hard and hurt themselves. Yeah, exactly. And be, be sore all the time and stuff. To see results, you have to push your body to that extreme. That's what they think. Yeah. But let, just to clarify things, you're, in order to adapt, your body, there's, think of it as less of like, uh, a, like a, a scale. And if you peg it over in the red long mm. enough, you get a bigger muscle building signal. 
Think of it more of as a switch on the wall. You turn on the switch and your body adapts. You turn off that switch, your body doesn't adapt. Yeah. That's all. And you're just trying to figure out where's that threshold. Where's that threshold that I need to get to where the switch gets flipped and my body's going to adapt to it. You get as close to that as you possibly can without going too far over it. Uh. And you're, you're going to adapt. You're going to see results. Yeah. By going further past that point, you're not going to see more results. You uh-huh. might even see less by going further beyond that, actually. So, yeah. Dude. Um, I, I was going to share, maybe I should share it later, but I've been going on my walks, you know? Morning, morning walks? Morning. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been, like, they, they you know, the, if I fall off the wagon and I don't do it a few days. Yeah. The first one you do the next time is always the hardest, right? Mm-hmm. It's like coming back on Monday right. after having a weekend. Um, my body's adapting now, and it's just easy now. And I just, I don't even think about it. I don't even like feel the air on my skin, like when I'm walking. It's just it's second nature to me, mm-hmm. you know. Because first time you get outside and it's kind of cold, and you're like, oh, you know, you oh, gotta right, 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 get in the zone, and then you kind of breathe in deep a couple times and. Like, I don't know. It just all comes natural to me now. And the other day I wanted to like run. Oh yeah. I was like, I'm feeling good walking. Like I got my music in, I'm feeling great. And I wanted to run, but I was like, if I run, my legs are probably going to be sore Yeah. tomorrow. And I might not want to go for a walk in the morning. And I know myself, you know, so and I know I knew I had to not run. And just keep the routine going. A little bit every day is way better than way too much too often. Yeah. You know, I just want to get that habit down. I want to walk every day for a month before I even think about running. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I I do miss like, I try sometimes I take the weekends off. It's like a five day a week type thing. But like I I need the routine. I remember one of my ex-girlfriend's dad told me, you know, Go to the gym before you get the gym membership. Make the habit of going to the gym. Yeah, you okay. know, and prove yeah. to yourself that you have the discipline to do it every day. You know, so start working out at home, build the habit, then buy the membership. Anyway, yeah, that's great. I mean, like Joe DeFranco, I'm always quoting him on this, not quoting him, but mentioning him in this podcast because yeah. he's freaking amazing. Anyways, go check him out. Um, Industrial Strength Show. He's phenomenal. Um, but he's always talking about his morning routine and his morning routine has, has a walk in it as well. And, um, <laughs> Austin staring down his rum. Dude, that's good, man. That's rum. What is that? What is it, Eric? Relicario. Relicario? Relicario. Relicario. Yeah. Right. That stuff right there. Next Dark to the rum. Area. Yeah. It's right there. You can't read it, but that's what that's it says. really strong, man. You guys yeah. are nuts. <laughs> Stuff you guys drink. <laughs> yeah, hardcore. Anyways, he always talks about, Joe is always talking about how he um, goes on his morning walks every single day. Yeah. And it's just a good routine that he gets in. And plus, we need more, you know, vitamin D. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Vitamin For some D. reason, that didn't so. sound right in my head. But... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, needs, D. everybody just needs a little D. A little more D in their life. A little more D. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, wrong button. <laughs> so, yeah, he's always doing that. 
he's going on his morning routine. His morning routine has the walk in it. And um, he's saying that there's a lot, a lot of benefit to it. You know, getting the fresh air yeah, dude. out there. He even does the whole, like, you could even try doing this. Um, doing just nasal breathing only the entire time. Mm. And he will go like, he'll breathe in. And then he'll breathe out. And then he'll hold it. Hmm. While you're walking? While you're walking. And it kind of he kind of builds up the CO2 tolerance is what he was what he was saying. Especially now, uh, like you know if the, we're wearing masks all the time, so some people are saying, "Oh my gosh, I can't get enough oxygen." Not get enough oxygen is because their CO2 tolerance is low. Yeah. That's the one way you can do it. So do your morning walks and incorporate a little bit of CO2 intolerance training into it. And then mm. those masks won't bug you as much. See, I don't know. I feel like I, I want to take my deepest breaths when I'm out there. Right, wanna, right. Yeah. You know, because I feel like I spend all day in the basement, so I don't get enough sun. Right. Anyway. And, you know, not getting enough fresh air. I need to get outside more. I need to be outside. Yeah. So That's good for y'all. Especially if you have a desk job with no windows. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, studio doesn't have windows either. Sometimes I go to the studio, it's like raining, and then I come outside and it's sunny, and I'm like, whoa, like, it's yeah, just like what super weird. <laughs> and then I realize I've been in a room with no windows all day, and I'm like, gosh, the sun just feels so good right now. Yeah, it's like, dude, yeah. we need it. <laughs> we need it, man. <laughs> so, soaking it up. That's good, man. But, you know, I get outside when, when I'm driving for Uber too. Yeah, <laughs> that's a food. good place to do it. Um, yeah, I'm liking that. Got to roll the windows down. Let the fresh air in. Got to get the fresh air yeah. in, there, dude. <laughs> this nice weather's been been really good for Uber, and it feels good to just get out there. Yeah, and it's nice to have air conditioning in my car. This is the first summer in like oh, years right, I've right. had a car with AC. Yeah, dude. It's. I feel like a lot of people are getting out and Ubering though, because I I remember at the beginning of the week it was nice and sunny, and there was a lot of people out, and yeah. it was a little harder to get trips. Yeah. But then later in the week, it was raining, and it was super easy to get trips. Yeah. You know, when <laughs> it's raining, nobody wants to do Uber in the rain. Yeah, that's kind of how I got it, how I think about it. I try to pay attention to those patterns. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to when more people are working, pay attention when people are working, and what times people want what. You know, it feels like from 10 to midnight, everybody just wants McDonald's. Right. And, like, that's cool, but it's, like, usually the stoner guy who you know, forgot to go get food and didn't get his groceries today and like, you know, needs to just get something to eat before he goes to bed and gets up for work. Like I can yeah. relate. So shout out to the stoners. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's great, but you're going to get like $3, $4. Yeah. And those guys aren't tipping. No. Cause they spent their money on weed already. And they're the ones that are complaining. Yeah. Have you noticed that? <laughs> no, I don't think, no, I wouldn't say that. I think it's the Karens, dude. dude. All, it's not I found that like, it's the Karens. If I'm, <laughs> I found that like one day I got tons of tips and it was all five, six, seven dollar trips. Yeah. And I got tons of tips. Then the next day I did like McDonald's 70% of the time. Okay. No tips. Okay. Well, <laughs> Let's not, descri- let's, 
<laughs> I'm the one that said it was the stoners, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know. I don't think maybe I don't think it's their heart. Cause I think when you smoke weed, it tells you to be generous. It kind of feel it tells you to kind of just I think it depends on who you are. Don't think about yourself so much. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if you're like a more generous person, I think you But know, you also but it also costs money. You know? Yeah. So I think that's the main reason a stoner wouldn't tip. It's because they're spending it all on weed. It's because they just yeah, yeah. They spend it on weed already. <laughs> they spent their tip money on weed. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I went and delivered. That's the, that's the first part of your budget. It's it starts, <laughs> like fucking up for you. Oh boy. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> But I was thinking about putting like my social media, doing like a little business card and just like bringing a stapler with me. Oh, and stapler Everybody's all the bags. Everybody's bag, just stapling. Yeah, <laughs> dude, there you go. And, and then leave a note on each one that says, if you can't afford to tip, check out my music or something like that. You might encourage more people to not tip you. That might, you know, you never know. <laughs> what no, kind no, of- I mean, that's a good idea though. Just <laughs> clip it on there. Put the little QR code. Yeah. It says, hey, while you're here, you might as well check it out. Is that like too pushy? I don't think so. I mean, I, is that legal? Is it legal to advertise for your own business on Uber? On Uber, on Uber's dime. Can you Google that? Let's see how fast Eric can figure that one yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> look that up real quick. But I, but then you wonder, like, what are people going to do? Are they going to go right on your Facebook wall about how much you fucked up their order, or like? <laughs> On your Facebook page, yeah, like or like gonna like try to screw things up for you. That's what I'm always afraid of. But I guess when there's when when you have by the time you have a million people following you, there's no way you can slow that stuff down, man. It just happened. Like it's Mm. the fucking internet, dude. The internet is like a like a boiling pot of acid with hyenas in it that are just like (laughs) pissed off. Like and you throw your content on display for those guys, and they're just. They're just like, ah, they just eat it up, man. Yeah. And everybody wants to throw their opinion at you and stuff. Seriously. It's like. That's why we have a comment section, by the way. So please. So that you can roast us. Leave your comments. <laughs> no one's actually commenting on our shit. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, yes, nobody cares from at all. Uber with caveats. Potentially no from local laws. Depends for smaller oh. rideshare companies. Let's start with the inside of your car. At the time of this writing, Uber or Lyft does not have rules on whether you can advertise inside your cars. You can have stickers, flyers, pamphlets, one of those electronic ad units, etc. That's cool, man. Okay, so you can do it. Uber well, says does off. not have you does not have any rules against it. Biggest thing. You're an independent saying, contractor. Yeah, independent when contractor. I, when I work as a mechanic, the Uber and Lyft drivers always have both stickers. And I think that's yeah. that means you can because you're, you're cross. Right. Dude. Yeah. So there's no reason you can't do yourself. Oh well, what God. about like actually... Cut this out, bro. Don't tell the people. I'm going to do this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, dude. That's great. That's great. Um, but that kind of... That brings me to the, something I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, yeah. So in this day and age, everybody talks about how social media is phenomenal. The internet is amazing. And it's like giving everyone a voice. And everybody can say what they think and they can put it out there and people well, can I hear. I don't think everyone says that about social media. Well, I, th- I think that's like the most, I mean, that was kind of the cool thing of like, look at the internet. Everybody can have a voice and that's. It is great. Yeah. And it's, it's great, great. But there's some, 
you know, there's some bad to it as well. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was going to say. Do you think it's great that everybody has a voice now? Or do you think it's better to have that the people who actually... I think it's a good thing. I think at the end of the day, it's a good thing that everybody has a voice. Because people, I think, feel more accepted. Because, you know, the media before you saw freaking Kylie Jenner, uh, Kim Kardashian, you know. Who's going to be in the White House potentially? Oh, my God, please. I think I'd rather have like Nicki Minaj. No, no. Anyways, keep going. You know, and and we kind of look at the world through this lens that's like, you know, everybody's got to be sexy. Everybody's got to be thin. Everybody's got to be a certain way, you know, and to fit in with the cool kids, you got to act a certain way. And I think, you know, on TikTok today, you scroll and people say good and bad things about TikTok. It's actually looking like TikTok might not be around for too much longer. Yeah, they might get pulled. But, and you can see how the kids are kind of trying to like be cool for the camera and stuff. But then there's lots of people who are like really just putting their heart on display and really just throwing it out there for people. And they're like being real, you know? And it's just like some like hillbilly dude on his porch smoking cigarettes and like, you know, you get to hear what the world's like from his perspective for a minute. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's good for people because they realize that no, everything's not perfect. No, everything's not yeah as beautiful good. as Kim Kardashian's ass. <laughs> I think that's great. I like being able to have see the world from other people's perspective and be able to see what they think about yeah. um, you know certain things. But here's where it becomes an issue: is I remember Eric was telling me about this one video of this dude, this chick with uh, her daughter. They were making like a Irish tea. And she comes on and says, hey, I'm English tea. And it's like, I'm going to teach you all how to make an English tea. And she butchers it. Like, obviously, has her knowledge of this, this tea, of this English tea, was that they put cream in it. That's all she had on this subject was this one thing. And she goes on there and she says, I'm going to teach you all how to make an Irish tea. And she's like, okay, first you put the tea she bag in. She said Irish? No, English. English tea. Sorry, I'm stuck on the Irish. So if I say Irish in the, in the past, just switch it out for English because you know what I mean. <laughs> so she's going to teach you all how to make this English tea and the, the, the like extent of her knowledge on the subject is they put cream in it. So yeah. she goes and she puts water in a cup. She throws the tea bag in there, sticks it in the microwave and warms it with the milk in it already and sticks it in there and heats it up and says, that's how you do it. You can kind of see the problem there yeah 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 you know (laughs) and luckily that's only tea but people now take that to whatever subject they have a minuscule amount of knowledge they have no knowledge and now all of a sudden they have a voice and they're talking about it and they're educating people on it yeah but i think the other side of it is coming to be a little bit louder today now too the comments is it because when somebody goes out and posts a video like that, 
everybody who knows about tea is going to go, oh my gosh, please. Next time you make this tea, do this, 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 and this, and this. Mm -hmm. This is really how you make tea. You can watch this video and figure that out. You can watch this video and figure that out. Then they'll post another one. If they're not completely mortified by what they've done, they'll go and post another video and say, hey, sorry, guys, gave you some false info, but here's what I learned. Mm -hmm. And then they'll share it with the people. And that's great. You know, that's what I'm looking for on this podcast. That's why I'm just coming out here and saying shit that I don't really <laughs> know anything about because I'm hoping to provoke some kind of reaction yeah, and get a conversation going. And that's great that you have that faith in humanity. I like that. It's great. Um, but It's real cute, huh? No, that's not, that's <laughs> not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I know, that's great. I, and, I'm, and I wish that, I hope that that's kind of what it is. But unfortunately, people like that, they start how to make this English tea. Yeah. <laughs> they teach you and they, they teach you how to do this. And then other people come across it. They don't read the comments. And now they go and they share it with other people. And then that thing gets shared, 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 shared. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it goes viral. Yeah, it's it's getting viral. Plus now it's removed from all those comments mm-hmm. and it's posted someplace where there's co- those comments of, Oh my gosh, you completely screwed this recipe up. Oh, Don't make it this way. But yeah. now it's, it's separated from that. Yeah, dude. And people now, and then they see that and they don't do the research. They don't go back to the original source. Yeah. They don't go back to where it was pulled from. Right. You know, and we've got all these like little clips of, of certain things like, okay. And now we're going to take this and we're going to, the thing that makes this a English tea. <laughs> now I'm all paralyzed. I can't. Anyways, what makes this an English tea is because we put cream in it and then you ya. can cut that out. I hear you. And then you share that. And that's that only that clip has now been shared. Yeah. You know? And there's a lot of potential for that today because mm-hmm. of the way technology works and stuff. So you can't believe everything you hear right. online. And, you know, you have to find some places you know, learn what FDA approved means right. before you buy a bottle of pills from <laughs> yeah. some kid on TikTok, you know? Yep. Yes. Like, dude. That is true. <laughs> like, yeah, kids are stupid. Like, people are dumb. Like, they'll believe anything they hear. And you just can't do that. It's not, you can't just, yeah. you know, I like to compare, cross compare sources. Google something and see what this website says, see what this website says, see what this website says, yep. and then draw my own conclusion from all three of those. Precisely. You know, and that's kind of what you have to do because yeah. it does open a door for lots of shit to happen like that. Uh-huh. But it also opens up doors for businesses. For and sure. I think that's 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 one thing that we can really use it for that that is that is safe is for expanding brick and mortar businesses like that guy Salt Bay, the Turkish butcher. Right, yeah. Salt Bay. Who got the video that went viral of him sprinkling the salt over the steak yep. that he's preparing for his customers. And the way he prepares it is like super elegant. Yeah. He's like done it a million times, you could tell. And one video went viral and you know, he took advantage of that, started posting more on Instagram. And now his business is, is improving right. because of that. And people from around the world come travel to to see this guy because he's a meme now everywhere. Like, what's the value in being a meme? Well, here's a great can, example of it. Yeah, if it if it's spinning in the right direction. Yeah. So there's value 
in going viral, a lot of people say, well, you don't want to go viral because you're not going to, uh, you're, you're going to be popular for 10 you know, days and then you're not popular anymore. Well, if you capitalize on that time that you're viral, you can really make well, some moves. Plus, if you have good content backing up that one little clip that happened to go viral. Yeah. Because that's what a lot of people do is they have just garbage for content and then they have one little bit that's good. Yeah. Or they're not, you know, putting out new content, uh-huh. you know, and that's where it kind of becomes a problem. Yeah. This is a brand new song. I just made this like not long ago. different than what you put out in the past yeah dude i'm really trying to think outside the box with nice. my album that's and great just bring bring everything i've learned and everything i know about music and, and production and artistry together into one big project and so that one's called reimagine yeah and that one's gonna be on the album nice but i'm definitely gonna have some lyrics I'm going to sing over it. Oh, yeah. Put some guitar on it. That's kind of bare bones, you know. Ground level stuff. Yeah, dude. Got to have something for the for the people who listen to the pod. <laughs> got to throw them a bone, man, for supporting us. It's good, man. But hopefully we're going to have some brand deals here pretty soon and make it some money because I'll tell you one thing. This music business is a blast, but it goes up and down. And that's why it's nice to have a job like Uber Eats where you can kind of make your own schedule and do whatever you want. Right. Um, but it's up and down. And, you know, the first couple of weeks in July were pretty dead. Um, I didn't end up doing anything on on 4th of July. And uh, that's kind of another story. But... <laughs> And then I just had like three appointments booked with different artists during the week and they just all three canceled hmm. and you know, you can't really hold that against them. It's like, you know, shit happens and they got to put work first because you know, they're paying me, they're paying the studio money to produce their music. Right. And it's like, you know, not everybody has money. A lot of these artists were trying to help people who are coming up from the bottom, you know, and we're going to, Probably have some of those artists on the show. A lot of them want to be on the show. Everybody keeps asking me. Yeah. When can I come on the show, man? <laughs> and the thing is, is you can't right now because we can only do two microphones. Trust me. Yeah. Eric wants to be on the show so bad. He's constantly He's just bugging begging us. me for a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. But... Um, yeah, we're going to get more people on the show, but we just don't have the equipment for it right now. We can only afford to do these two microphones right now. Yep. So trust me, we're going to have, an, like pretty much everybody I've talked to that's, that's wanted to be on the show, I think we can have them on the show. I think 
I want to just fucking have everybody on here, make it crazy. But we're going to keep just doing this for a little bit. Yeah. And we're going to get our feet under us. Then we're going to really take this thing to the next level. So anyways, yeah, everyone canceled on me this week. So I recorded some music with Lewis and we went ahead and topped off his album. Just recorded the last two songs the other day in the basement. And um, that was cool because that was like the first full hip hop song I've done from zero to 100, like from top to bottom in one day. Oh, dang. In my own studio. Oh, nice. Like I've had rappers at the studio that we, you know, we can crank out a song in an hour because the computer is, is unlimited. It's like just, it's unlimited, man. It's got like freaking 32 gigs of RAM. Okay. Or, some, or 64 or something crazy. I don't know. I don't even know. But that thing is wicked fast. And yeah, it still runs into problems because it's a robot. It's not a mm-hmm. person. But right. people still run into problems too. So <laughs> Yeah, people do. <laughs> but I can do anything on that computer. And once I get, like, like, I like to sketch stuff out at home, you know, where I can smoke weed and turn my lava lamp on and like, you know, have a, a nice little creative sesh. But... But when I go to the studio, I can just take a song to just completely evolve it. And I think a lot of the artists that come into the studio for the first time, they just don't realize what we have to offer them. Like I could hire a symphony for you right. for $50 an hour. Like our rate is 50 an hour or 59, you know, but that's the cheapest studio time you will ever find from like freaking Medford to... Like Kalama. <laughs> like that whole section in there, the Portland metro area. Like you might be able to go find some kid's basement. You can record in for 20 bucks and get a demo, but not like Bent Beat. You're not going to get the quality from them. No, dude. And here's the deal. If you don't like my mix, we'll hire somebody else to mm-hmm. mix it for you. Yeah. You know, that's because Dave has a freaking digital Rolodex that's just literally unlimited. People from Nashville, people from California, people from freaking Mississippi, like people who have toured with hundreds of different bands, musicians that have played in tons of different bands and are now doing their own solo projects, like schools that have bands that want to record for albums and stuff. Like we're the number one label on CCLI, the Christian music, like whatever that is. You can probably look that up. Yeah, (laughs) CCLI. Christian copyright license. Most recommended. National. Or something. <laughs> You're the most recommended. I got to be careful what I say now because Eric's going to put make me put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> is that like, oh, is that a list so? on that? Let's see. <laughs> I'll have to ask Dave about that. And yeah. Anyways, figure out what I'm talking about. Cool. Yeah, dude. You got. Labels and publishers. You guys have some really good sound coming out of that, bro. Like, I'm really surprised with the stuff that we're doing. Yeah. And Chained just, Souls. Yeah. It sounds so good. And know. I've never done like a metal song, dude, because I've never had the gear for it. You know, it's been really cool. It's been a great experience at Bempy. I'm going to be working there for a lot longer. Nice. That's I'm not, great. I'm not going to be there forever, but I'm definitely going to be helping out Dave forever. Yeah. You know, you're going to have a, he's a good person to have you know, connect connections too. Yeah. You know, cause we got to have him on the show too. Yeah, we should. That'd be sick. That's going to be, really be cool. lit. It'd be crazy, but I can do anything there, man. I can make my EDM shit. 
I can make hip hop. I can collaborate with other artists. I can, you know, make my own music there. And Dave, you know, just gave me the keys. And he said, here you go. <laughs> when I started working there. And that just blew my mind wide open. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like I was overwhelmed. So I was like thinking about all the doors that just opened up in my life yeah. and for my career. And, um, you know, I was talking about Derek Vincent Smith, Pretty Lights, sampling yeah. a bunch of different stuff on the vinyl from on and then off of vinyl, <laughs> on and then back off. Uh to, to make his music. And that's kind of what I do in there. You know, I, I like to go through some of the stuff we've made before with artists and, you know, find a clip from the didgeridoo player that we brought in <laughs> for this album. Like, you know, I say didgeridoo a lot. I don't even know. I think we've had like a didgeridoo on one song that I've worked on, but like, that's just like the go-to <laughs> instrument. It's just like the craziest instrument I could think of. It's like didgeridoo. Yeah. But like that flute sample, well, I, didn't, I think I was making a beat at the studio that I that I used that flute sample for. But you know, it's crazy. You can pull you can pull a tambourine sample from here, and then a flute sample from here, and even if they're different BPMs, you can sync them up. And it's like now this drummer is playing with this flute player that he never ever thought that he'd ever play with, and never even has ever met or heard of. Right. You know, you're just you're taking audio. And you're stretching it out to sync it up. And that's how I make a lot of my beats. And then a lot of it is just made off of serum, which is just a synthesizer. Synthesizer. Like synthesizer. Pretty much the most basic synthesizer. But, you know, a lot of people look at the guys who make EDM, the electronic stuff. And they're like, well, that's not real music. You know, you're not playing instruments. And I'm like, well, somebody has to do all the digital stuff to bring the music together. Like you can't just come in here and play your guitar and get a song. Like we got to put drums under it. We got to put bass under it. We got to put a banjo in this part. We got to put some lead guitar in this part. We got to make a synthesized section here. Yeah. We got to tune your vocal on this spot. Cause you don't, you kind of suck. You know, you're not <laughs> as good as you really think you are. <laughs> you know, humble yourself yeah. when you go in the studio, please. please just be realistic about shit. Um, and so, yeah, there is an art form that a lot of these instrument players don't pay attention to that's on the production side of things. And we're starting to see that more with artists like Pretty Lights, you know, in the, in the you know, last two decades. Right. You know, Pretty Lights is pretty old at this point, but I'm hoping he'll, he'll put out some new shit. But those are the guys that are really re-engineering music because they're pulling stuff that is from the 60s they're pulling stuff that's from Western music and jazz music and they're, and they're collaborating it all together to make pop. And that's why we have this genre called pop that we like just throw everything into. Cause like <laughs> pop is, 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 is all encompassing, right? you know, and EDM is starting to become a huge part of pop because these, these producers are really good at pulling sounds together out of the, like I always imagine pretty lights, with like this giant sheet of like chips and lights and stuff. It's like the music industry. And he's like the God of the music industry. <laughs> he's like okay. looking out over this thing and he's like deciding how he should play it. 
you know, for his music. And so he's picking up a little bit, of, he's picking up a little bit of hip hop from this part. And he's picking up a little bit of like strings on a harp, you know, like neon colored strings on a harp. He's picking up a little bit of hip hop. He's picking up a little jazz. He's picking a little metal over here. He's pulling a little bit of EDM from this guy and a little influence of this. And he's playing this harp. Just all this music at once. It's like all these different samples from all these different places. I think the average ear listens to that stuff and they just think like, no, sounds, sounds kind of cool. Great. Yeah. They're not realizing like what is actually happening in yeah. that project file. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and that is so mind blowing to me. And that's what I love about music. That's where shit gets really tasty, man. Because I understand music theory. I understand chord progressions. I understand how all that stuff works together. And that stuff's crazy, man. But freaking getting into production and the ones and zeros behind this shit and like the data and like programming the music, like that shit is like where you could just, there's endless possibilities behind that door. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dude, for sure. It's kind of, it's it's cool when somebody comes in like that, who has that mindset of like, they're super smart, they're super, their intellect is like ridiculous and they understand all the like little bits and pieces that kind of come together Yeah, and that they're, and they're, they're throwing their stuff out there and they're, it's for the masses, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's for people to understand, but then it's not, it doesn't just stop there. He's looking for the people like you who are just like ready just to pick it apart and they go, Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. I get it. I see what you were doing there. That is <laughs> insane. Yeah. It's a very small target audience. Yeah. Very small group of people that he's targeting is, is the people like me that understand music like that. But he made the documentary on how he made the album, The Color Map of the Sun. And I think he's kind of getting regular music fans. By making that documentary, I think he's getting regular music fans more in touch and more in tune with how the music is made. Right. And making people sort of appreciate that more, mm-hmm. you know, for sure. So it's really cool that when people actually do that, because like people do that in the fitness industry all the time, where they put out this, you like, the majority of people they just want to learn how to lose weight. The majority of people just want to learn how to put on muscle, mm-hmm. you know. But then there's also those other people that come in and they start to go a little bit deeper below that, and they start to like pick apart and show you the nuances of the how the body works and exactly how the brain connects to the muscles and you know how to like tap into that and just kind of picking it apart, going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And the, oh, yeah. the majority of the people aren't going to get into that stuff. But I can get in there and nerd out all day. Oh yeah. And stuff. And it just goes, it blows my mind, you know? Yeah, dude. <laughs> so cool. Well, I can tell you one thing. I've definitely learned a lot about fitness just from doing this podcast yeah. with you. And you know, it's a lot of things you've been telling me for a long time about fitness just kind of make more sense now. Mm, yeah because i've heard you say it a couple more times explain a few different ways i've gotten better at explaining it yeah dude yeah Yeah. well let's let's get into that all right let's do it (laughs) doing fitness this is the fitness song fitness song whoa i picked this one because of this fill this is for you <laughs> nice dude. <laughs> <I> sick. <laughs> was... The drummer and the flute player that have never met. They're now on a song together. <laughs> I 
I think it's Travis Barker, actually. All that's my the, shit, all my drums, I just sampled from Travis Barker, dude. <laughs> yeah. I want that him on one of my albums one of these days. That dude's, whew, he's an crazy animal. Crazy stuff, man. <laughs> I just, I love the energy behind it. Yeah. Like when he just beats the shit out of those drums, dude. I just, I think. <laughs> it just goes to town. I think yeah. it just makes, does something magical to the song. Yeah, that guy's, uh. <laughs> when he use those loops, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I like the people who can sit there and it's like the technique is amazing and I've got it dialed so that they can just kind of, the sticks just fly across it, you know? Yeah. But there's something about it when the dude actually has like the technique plus the energy behind it to kind of make it look like, oh yeah, this is still, this is still like, it's really technical and it's the technique is there, but yeah, he's still just going ham. <laughs> he's having a great time. It's so good. He says he works out a lot. He says he, he have you seen his episode on Joe Rogan? I've seen clips. Dude, yeah. Yeah, he talks about staying fit. He says a lot of the drumming exercises that he does is not like like playing the songs that he plays on stage. He's just playing like Yeah. Just doing drill, he says, is what he calls it. There's the dude who's uh <clears throat> he's for um I prevail. No. Pre Asking Alexandria? No. Is that is that the band I Prevail? Or, there is a band called I Prevail. I don't know if it's the band you're thinking of. I think it is. Anyways, he's <laughs> their drummer is ridiculous. He's got his own like drumming academy and everything, and he's doing tutorials on YouTube. But he oh, also that's plays. Badass. He also goes on tour still. Nice and playing Warp Tour and all that good stuff. That's really cool. But uh, he he's in really good shape too, and uh, you know they're of course they're all big tour vans and everything, and they've got like a full barbell with weight plates and a bench and stuff that they just tour around with. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> that's pretty sick. Yeah. Right on. So, so bro, what's going on with your diet, man? My diet, man. I'm doing good. I, yeah. I started, um, instead of just having a bagel every morning. <gasps> oh my God. Damn ring. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been having a smoothie and a bagel every morning for breakfast. Okay, nice. So I went from just a bagel and I added the smoothie. Cool. And I can handle that in the morning. That's good. That usually keeps me going until like noon or so. Mm -hmm. I eat lunch and, uh, just been eating more protein. You know, me and Ashley went and got some groceries not long ago and just filled up the fridge. So we've got plenty of food, That's good. plenty of protein. And uh, what kind of protein are you throwing in there? Uh, let's see here. Stromboli, lots of stromboli. Nice. <laughs> um, sandwiches, just like roast beef and turkey mm -hmm. and uh, pepperoni. Um, actually, Ashley's been making me these sandwiches with like seven different types of meat in them. She just throws everything in there. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like gargantuan. Oh, right. Because mm, you've got yeah. like turkey, roast beef, ham, and bacon, and roast beef. It's like, really? Like, come on. Like, that's excessive. This sandwich is like flayed open because you can't close it. <laughs> so much meat in it. Yeah, dude. But, you know, I've also been eating out a lot, just grabbing fast food because I've been Ubering yeah. and stuff. Uh, but I've been eating pretty healthy, and, I've, and I think, you know, my mood's improved a little bit. I feel more centered, feel a little bit happier, you know, 
But the main thing, dude, is is just staying hydrated. This week was was harder to stay hydrated because it's just it's hot. It's getting hot, man. When it gets hot outside, it, I just it just sucks the moisture out of my body. Yeah, I feel like. And yeah, we're sweating a lot. Yeah. So, do you uh, do anything for like electro electrolytes when you're doing that, or is it just straight water? Just water. Yeah. I get Gatorade every once in a while. Okay. One thing that you can do is just take a little bit of salt. Just a little bit. Just sprinkle it in there. <laughs> you know? Little, uh, yeah. Uh, that's another Joe DeFranco hack. <laughs> just throw a little salt in there. Not, not a whole bunch, right? Not enough to make it like salt water. But just take your water, put a little bit of salt in there. Helps your body absorb it a little easier. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, because we need to get those electrolytes in there too. Yeah. You know? I got to do that pink Himalayan salt. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Exactly I feel like that stuff is magic, dude. Like, this is the thing with Gatorade is that they put a whole bag of sugar in with your electrolytes. Yeah, I know. So, it's uh, whack, dude. It's frustrating, but you know, there's no, <clears throat> unfortunately, the reason they do that is because the electrolytes in there make it taste like salty. Yeah. And then they literally like, here is when they made it up, they were like, here's the perfect mixture and chemical reaction to get like, get you hydrated, get you hydrated and get your electrolytes back. Taste it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it tastes so bad. And like, uh, sugar. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Try it now. We'll just dump 50 grams of sugar in each bottle. Exactly. <sighs> so unfortunately, it's not the answer. Yeah. You know, but I don't really know how else you would, because they were trying to appeal to the masses, you know, and make it so that you can throw it in a, like a convenience store, you know, but there's, you can't throw it in a convenience store when it tastes like a health drink. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude. That's the only way to do it. Just drown that's, it out with sugar. That's just so sad that that's the way we've conditioned our bodies. It's like the best thing to give you just a quick jolt and get you through the rest of your shift at work because that's why i feel like most of the snacks at convenience stores are are targeting is that person who's getting gas yep. you know halfway through their work day and then they just need to you know oh, yeah, grab something to, to finish it up or they forgot to pack their lunch you know so there's beef jerky and and, and 17 different types of sugar bombs you know it, like it just cracks me up when my friends get those rock stars and i'm like dude like like you know, I have a rock star or two a week, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes I go through weeks where I drink coffee every day in the morning, but I'm always trying to like <laughs> cycle my caffeine addiction. Like it's, it's rock star and then it's coffee and then it's like rocket chocolate. And then it's like, <laughs> you know, whatever, Dude, whatever I can do to feel like I'm not getting addicted to something. Do what's really good. For <laughs> helping what? you with your uh, caffeine addiction is, is some people don't like it, but rhodiola. Oh yeah. It's just finding some source of rhodiola. That shit is fire. It's, it's not like the jittery kind of shaky energy of, yeah. you know, when you're talking really fast and you're just speeding through all the every conversation. Oh my so you God. just get everything done. Adderall. It's not, it's not that. Dude. You get that. It's like super clear focused energy. Oh, it's yeah. just like, so it's like brain energy, man. It just makes you so focused and yeah. just like ready to go. And it and it also gives you energy yeah. at the same time. So 
Um, yeah, if, you, if you're trying to get off caffeine, try rhodiola. It might help you. Yeah, dude. I, did, I used to take a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I know you know that. Yeah. But, uh, but the people. For don't. all the listeners out there, try the rhodiola. No, yeah, rhodiola is the shit. Yeah, it's the way to go. If you want to get off, if you, yeah, if you want to get, get off caffeine. caffeine. Yeah. That's it. Um, but Adderall is also fun. Yeah, if you got access to it. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, it's, it's kind of funny. You know, my friends who have ADHD that take it and share it with people. Because that's, let's be honest, that's what happens with Adderall. You know, kids get a prescription for it and then they sell it to their friends. Yep. And, you know, you take it with some, like, kid who's ADHD and he's just, like, focused and, <clears throat> you know, like, rhodiola type focused. But then you give it to somebody who doesn't have ADHD and they take it and they're, like, bouncing off the walls. <laughs> Right, exactly, dude. It's funny. And another thing that can actually help you with your energy, and I'm starting to realize this because I've been trying to cycle my my caffeine intake and uh, yeah. trying to bring that down because it was getting out of control there for a little bit when I was working at Advance, working, like waking up at 4 o'clock, 3.30 every morning. Yeah. And um, so my, it was starting to get out of hand. But now I'm actually, uh, uh, I can I sleep in till 6 now. Um, and it's a little easier to, to manage that, but I'm starting to find that as I bring in down my caffeine, um, I noticed that when our energy drops, the mate, like as humans, we should be looking at nutrition. Like, what are you eating? Like, cause I, I feel like whenever our energy drops throughout the day, our first reaction is to go, where's the sugar and where's the caffeine? Yeah. That's how I'm going to get energy. Right. But the thing about caffeine and sugar is it's, energy like that you spike and then you drop yeah and then you need more but if you get if you have your your diet dialed in and really just kind of you and you realize what your body is actually craving is it craving carbs is it craving protein is it craving craving fat yeah. and you give your body that i bet you a lot of people would be surprised about how much energy that actually gives you yeah dude it's just getting it from natural food whole food sources. Yeah, dude. You know, and that's kind of brings me to the topic I wanted to talk to you about was this idea of like diet right now is a real hot button. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, if you go out there, there's the keto people, there's the paleo people, there's the vegan people, <gasps> you know, <laughs> and everybody thinks that everybody should be on a specific diet, you know, and right now, the big thing is is every, they should they say that everybody should be on a vegan diet. And there's a bunch of people out there, like the whole documentary that just came out about game changers, and they're trying to convince everybody that humans actually evolved to be vegan, that we're we're not supposed to eat meat as humans, you know. And that's why we have all these these issues. And they go into a bunch of things yeah, and yeah, they have yeah. all this stuff. So that there's that whole thing. But um, I just, I can't stress this enough. And it's unfortunate that this is the way that it is because it's just good marketing. Like I said last week, is that if you can convince somebody that there's one thing that's going to get you to goal and I'm selling you that product, then they're going to go to you, right? So, and then that unfortunately kind of is fallen into this diet thing. And it's, we've gotten into this culture where there's, Everybody needs to be 
uh, eating a specific way, right? Mm. And that if you don't eat this way, all of a sudden you're the Antichrist. Yeah. You're Satan or something. Like you're the enemy, right? Because you don't eat this specific well, diet. a lot of people love Satan. Yeah, I mean, there are people that like that. People think Satan's a great guy. Yeah. I've, I've never met the dude, but... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, so yeah, they start to think about this, this whole thing about this, like we got to eat a specific way. But look, I'll, there's all these different diets out there and it's really, there's a lot of um, value that you can get from trying a bunch of different diets. Like go keto, mm. see how you see feel. See what happens. Go vegan, see how you feel. Yeah. Go carnivore, see how you feel, right? Because there's so many people that run into this situation. <laughs> you hear this a lot. It's, it's kind of funny. It's like, man, Devin, I've been on, I've been doing keto for a while. I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. How are you feeling? It's like, uh, I've been feeling pretty good, man. I've been feeling good because that's what everybody told me I should be saying. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, what? I feel pretty good, man. And then it's like, but I got just one question. When should I stop being constipated? I'm like, wait, how long have you been on keto? Oh, for like three months now. You've been constipated the whole time? Well, maybe it's because you're on keto. <laughs> That's funny, dude. And your body just doesn't, it doesn't go, it just doesn't respond too well to the keto diet, right? Yeah. You know? And that's the problem is that, that some people respond really well to a keto diet. Some people respond really well to a vegan diet. Yeah. Some people won't. And you'll never know that you unless try. you try it, right? But unfortunately, today, like I said, there's there are all these different camps and all these different like opinions and these groups of people that say, this is the way that we have to eat. And if you don't eat this way, you're an idiot. Yeah. And that's just not the case. You know, so people are so opinionated, bro. Yeah. Especially when it comes to diet, everybody wants to know what the best diet is. Right. And same thing in the gym. You know, everybody wants to know what the best lift is. And it's the same thing at the fucking studio, bro. Like yeah. all these producers want to have the best plugins and the best system for yeah. doing stuff. I'm like, there's no best system. Every, every song needs a different system. Mm -hmm. You know, every body needs a different workout plan. Every, you know, yeah. digestive system needs a different diet. Right. And it's like, everybody's all created differently. And, you know, vegans would say, no, they're not created differently. We're all created the same. We're all supposed to eat plants. Specific way, yeah. The reason people have differed from that is because they started eating meat. And then yeah. teaching their kids to eat meat and then, you know. And hey, Eric, can you Google, uh, I want to see if this actually exists, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, plant-based protein? Oh, is he releasing a plant-based protein? He now? was a big part of, uh, I want to see if he did. I saw a video on it. Because he's, he's on Game Changers. He was a big person in Game Changers. Oh. And it's, and it's so funny because you'll see this happen where somebody like Arnold, who's obviously just just an amazing, like <laughs> his physique and his genetics are Incredible ridiculous. man, incredible human. He's a great dude. But look, a lot of people do this where they'll come out and they'll spawn, they'll make a, a thing like, um, they'll switch to a vegan diet. They'll make a documentary about 
Um, explains why he loves plant-based protein. Ex- exactly. And then they'll, they'll do that. They'll, co- they'll, get, they'll go onto this thing. And then the next thing you know is they're releasing a line of vegan protein. Yeah. It's marketing. So it's like, okay, do you really stand behind everything that you just said on this podcast, on this podcast, this, this blog, this um, documentary that you just made? Or did you just say all these things? So that you can go and then sell a product based on that. And unfortunately, so many people do that. It's because they have to, bro. For money. Everybody needs more money. I mean, everybody wants to make a buck. You have to. Yeah. Money is power because that's the way our system is built. It's really sad that, you know, all the authenticity is stripped. From everything. And that's why, you know, I was saying, I think it's kind of good that everybody has a voice. I think it's kind of good that we're all trying to get on the same page with this social media thing. And you can have a lot more freedom on the ways that you do business. You know, there's a lot more niches you can make money in. Because, you know, because of the way, you know, schools and stuff are structured and the way you have to get a career in America and in some other countries. I mean, other countries seem to have it pretty dialed, but... yeah. In America, we got to go to school, get a job, get an education and work. Wait, work. other countries have what dialed? Sorry. Like they just, it seems like they, you know, their economy moves a little bit smoother. They're less motivated by money because of the mm. way that they structure things. Um, but the yeah. main point I'm trying to get at is that like, you know, I think being able to do business on social media, you know, with platforms that pay you for uploading content um, that allows you a little bit more freedom. You can post content about whatever you want and make money, you know? Hmm. And so people don't have to cater to the masses as much. They can kind of find their niche and their, their target audience and they can right. still, you know, right. get a groove going there. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. You know, I think that that's a, an amazing thing that we should be able to do. And it's, I, I love that the internet has opened up all these different, you know, avenues for people to make money. And, you know, it's great. Um, it's just, like we said earlier, make sure you do your research. Just make sure that you, like, especially with this whole thing, if like, I, I tell this to everybody, like this dude says, let's go, let's make this diet, you know, the diet that we're going to do. And you yeah. scroll down to, you, and you're reading this, and you scroll down to the, the bottom of the page, and the, they've got their their line of supplements that are all vegan. Yeah, you know, you've got, and um, same thing with just just anything. It's just like people are all trying to sell something. So yeah. maybe the stuff that they're saying is they're cherry picking, and they're you know selecting just the the, the few things that support their bias. Yeah, and um, it's not always it's not always good. Yeah, you know, it's not always true. Yeah, it's um, it's not what the actual research paper is saying. Mm-hmm. You know, the study that we just did that's saying that veganism is the way to go, and that's like here's my here's my backing. That's not what the whole the this this study even said at all. Yeah, it's just it kind of supports what I'm trying to say, so therefore I'm going to use it. Yeah, and it's really frustrating. So just be careful out there, you know. So. The sharks in the water. <laughs> There's snakes in the grass. Look out.
So, all right, guys. So here's what you got to do. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast here. We are Pod Heaven with Austin and Devin. So you got to make sure to go find us on Instagram and Facebook. We're Pod Heaven, Austin and Devin. And then on Instagram, or sorry, on Twitter, we're Pod Heaven AD. And then on YouTube, we're also Pod Heaven, Austin, Devin. Watch us on YouTube, guys. We're going to be putting out a lot of content on there that you're not going to necessarily see on the podcast. So we're going to be putting some more of that stuff out there. So make sure you go over, like, and subscribe. And dude, we want to hear from you guys. So if you listen to us on, on um, if you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're on Twitter, make sure you comment in the comment section. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear your concerns. We want to see, you know, if you like Austin's hoodie or not. So just let dude, us know. How could they not, bro? <laughs> no, dude, look at that. This shit that, is badass. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for tuning in to you guys. You guys rock. And we'll see you next week.